This show is brought to you by FCP Euro. All your parts are guaranteed for life. What's up, And babe? Apex Pro. Oh, man. And the Patreons. Love those Patreons. Oh, man. They're really coming out in force right now. Coming in stuff. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. We uh, we recorded a show with Dalton last night. Oh, so, it's going to be uh, a doozy. We're, we're going to release that one. If you're interested to know what the Iowa man has to say about his <laughs> mother and his sister. So uh, so we have Big Bad Bill Griffin wearing his, uh, it's sort of a museum to BMW culture, his car, the Turner cars, et cetera. We're in your trailer right now. What's up, buddy? Uh, just, you know, hanging out. Yeah, lead instructor, you know, uh, GLTC driver. Just getting wet today, you know, so. It kind of sucked. A lot of wet. It kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, it's all about making those memories, right? So, uh, you know, you don't, you never remember that camp out where the weather was perfect. That's true. It's that camp out where the tent washed down, you know. Do you remember that time the tornado came through, Gingerman? I, I certainly do. I don't remember any of the boring days, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the uh, ones that were nice, yeah, we forget Yeah, what those, about so. that day where uh, where Autobahn basically was underwater? Uh, that was the day we had today. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah that last session with the beginners was uh, there was was get, yeah gnarly gnarly is a good word. There was a time where a Camaro went up the front straight, and I couldn't see the Camaro after it hit the water pile, right. like the pile of water. Yeah, uh, I think the vehicle of choice would have been a boat. The in that splash last session. was twenty feet high. It was so broken. They're throwing the, some good. The waves. track was busted, man. It was busted. <laughs> Uh, so we're hanging on Bill's trailer. We're talking about race cars. Uh, we were just talking about one lap and potential ideas for one lap for Bill. Bill wants to do some E46 one-lap things, hopefully someday. So that's, that could be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, um, and uh, so we met you, uh, Austin and I met you at the auto show in 2016, maybe? Five, six years Might ago. Might have been 20. Was that when you did an, a, a famous episode called Dinner with Ricers? <sighs> yes. And we also no 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 that was at PRI. Oh, uh, we did one at the we did a few at the auto show. We did one with Ken Lingenfelter. I remember uh, that. And then we did one with Bill. Yep. So uh, that was 2015, 2016. Yeah, somewhere maybe? around there. Yeah. Long time ago. Um, Gingerman with uh, Brad Brad jumping in there with that's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. That was 2016, 2017. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so Bill all of a sudden got into car culture, uh, got into track culture, a few. We'll say five years ago. Right? Yeah. You had so, I mean, a, a real quick uh, little, you know, backstory for me. So, yeah, where'd you come from and how'd uh, you get here? What's that? Where'd you come from? How'd you get here? Yeah. So, 2014, the girlfriend bought me an experience in a supercar uh, with Gotham Dream Cars. I'm not even sure if they're even in business anymore. Uh, where was that at? It was at uh, Miller Park okay. in the parking lot around Cones. You barely got in the second year. Right. Uh, but it uh, really kind of sparked my interest. And, Having, you know, kind of delayed the whole car thing, uh, having kids and being super involved with my kids, you right. know, being the softball coach and the scout leader and, you know, the baseball coach and all that stuff. Right. So as my kids got older and needed less of my time, um, I always wanted to do motorsports. I had a buddy of mine that when I lived in Virginia Beach, uh, next door neighbor was a Porsche guy, Jeff Curtis. Uh, and I called Jeff up and said, hey, I want to do this. What should I get? He says, get an E36. So I'm like, okay. Uh, had no idea even what an E36 was. <laughs> Just <laughs> Google E36. Oh, it's a BMW. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I started looking for that. A week later, he calls me back and says, hey, I was talking to James Clay. Again, I have no idea who James yeah. Clay even Google is. Google most famous uh, American sports car BMW driver, and it's probably him. James Clay. Yeah, one yeah. Of them. Who's at Pikes Peak right now. So Yeah, he's the Bimmer World guy. Yeah, right? so, yeah, Bimmer World. 
Uh, so he says, hey, I was talking to James. They're developing a spec series for the E46. Right. Newer car, better car. That's probably the car you should get by the time you come up through HPD. They'll have cars, you know, racing. I said, okay. So I went and bought an E46. Uh, did about 15 to 20 track events a year. Because uh-huh. no, knowing that, uh, you know, my time was short, you know, I was older. and uh, You're not that old, Bill. Okay, well. You do a lot I'm, more events than we do, so. So uh, if you're you gonna know, die. For, you're gonna die already. You're, you've yep. been dead a long time ago. Yeah. And I knew, you know, eventually my end goal was to do wheel to wheel. So uh, I accelerated, you know, the learning and uh, was on that path, and that's where I'm at now. So, right. uh, yeah. uh, so you was the first E46 that you bought the one that you have right now. Yes. Okay. So that is, that's the same car. So um, you bought the car. What was it? What was its condition like? Like, what was the steps to getting it to? Like, yeah, I mean, race car you know, the, the basic, you know, re- refresh the entire cooling system, you know, right? Yeah, re- replace uh, everything because a lot of it's plastic. Yeah, so something, something, Vanos, something, yeah. something. Like. Actually, the stock Vanos still in it. Yeah. I don't even know what Vanos means. Yeah. I just hear all the BMW. It's all the val- valve timing <laughs> stuff. So, what does yeah. it actually stand for? Variable uh, angle, yeah, something, yeah, over Google it, something. Yeah, uh, but so yeah, just uh, replaced. You know the the stuff that you need to how replace. How many miles around it when you bought it? How old was that thing? Uh, I think when I bought it was like a probably a ninety thousand mile okay. car. So you know, pretty fresh. fairly fresh. You know, not too bad. It was probably what like twelve, fifteen years old at the time. Yep. Right. And uh, started tracking it, driving it okay. to the track, and uh, doing that HPD thing, and. Uh, just kept working on it, knowing that, you know, eventually I wanted to be spec E46. Yeah, man, knowing you're going to have the Turner livery on that thing someday. Yeah, and, and the whole story with that whole, you know, partnering with Turner and, and some of the other, you know, people that I partner right. with now. I mean, literally, I'm an HPD1 guy. I'm on the East Coast for my regular job. And I noticed that, hey, there's this company called Turner that's right up here north of Boston. I drive yeah. right by it on my way to Kittery. So I said, oh, I'll just stop in, you know. Right. Um, right. So I stopped in, said, hey, you know, is Will around? And uh, he was, yeah, he, he was gracious enough to talk to me. And his marketing guy, uh, Jay, you know, came and talked to me and says, yeah, you know, we, we think we can help you out a little bit. You know, 10% discount, you know, and stuff that I was already going to have to buy anyway. Right, right. And, uh, you know, put some stickers on the car, right. talked about them, you know, on social media and stuff like that in a very favorable light. Uh, they were very helpful, very gracious. I mean, to entertain, you know, some guy that just shows up. I, I love that story. Yeah, and now, just, now the car literally looks like it's a full factory, like BMW car, because it's got Turner all over the place, and it's yeah. And uh, you it, know, every I, year, it, you know, it was a little bit more, a little bit more, so a cool. little bit more. It's so cool. Um, and now that you know, uh, Will sold the you know Turner Motorsports parts division. Really? Yeah. So he sold all that to ECS Tuning. Okay. So now, you know, I pretty much deal directly with the guys over at ECS Tuning who are great. I didn't know, uh, I didn't know they did that. Yeah, they're very supportive of, you know, my program. Right. And then also partnering with other uh, partners that Turner Motorsports partners with. So whether yeah. it be Liquid Molly, you know, now I'm yeah. probably one of the very few grassroots racers that get support, you know, directly from, you know, Liquid Molly. I love it. I love it, Bill. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's nice. Uh, you know, I only look and partner with those companies that I like their product, like right, right. like what they're doing and that makes kind of sense. stuff, and it, it, it makes it a lot easier uh, to do that. So, so uh, 
your wheel-to-wheel -wheel journey. Uh, you did comp school with NASA. You ran Specky 46. Right. Uh, you run with us. Uh, have you ran anything else or no? No, I have not raced with uh, any other organization. You've never uh, done any uh, budget enduro or anything like that? I have been thinking about, you know, lately, like WRL, ADR. Yeah. I mean, the, the E46 platform is a very uh, yeah. great Super car. Super popular with that. Yeah. Super I mean, great car to run. Right. I mean, literally, when I was racing, my son Riley, who was coming up through the HPD program, we were using the same car. So I'd literally be standing in my grid spot in my suit, helmet, you know, with the helmet, everything. Everybody else is in their cars, and right. Riley's out there in HPD3, <laughs> comes in, uh, jumps out. You know, I jump in and thinking, you know, well, at least the tires are warm. I don't have to worry right. about warming the tires up. So That's pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, so the car, uh, those cars take hits pretty well. Um, what happened recently? Yeah, so what happened recently? Oh, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, I, I, so I've been stunned multiple times by how well an E46 takes a hit, like okay. the front end especially. Uh, like Ben Horasco like ripped the whole front end off the thing and they can't get. Oh America, yeah, Road America rain, yeah, last year. Hydroplane right yep. on the wall. Um, uh, Colton Wade, like uh, the SMG, tore his, yeah, tore freaked, his up too. Yeah, freaked out. ABS freaked out. Like no control of anything, and then blammo, like ripped the whole front end, the side off the thing, like. And these dudes show up and they're like, yeah, body shop was like it was pretty easy. Yank the frame out, throw a new fender on, thousand bucks. Like, right? <laughs> like it's a tough car, man. Yeah, it's it's a pretty robust right. car. Like real, both, real tough. Both real uh, tough. you know mechanically and you know physically, it's right. uh, it's a very well built car. Uh, so what happened with you? And what was it? Four weeks ago? Five? Yeah. Weeks so ago? yeah. Uh, actually, what did this you will, do? This will be the fifth week. So right. uh, NASA event at uh, Mid Ohio. Right. Which is known for having a high grip surface in the rain. Oh yeah, super high grip. Yeah, <laughs> not so much. Notorious. Yeah. yeah, it's just the best. It's yeah, it's the, the best. Yeah, it's the best place to crash a race car in the rain. <laughs> so um, I was doing a Friday enduro. They call right. it Trek T R E C with NASA. Right. A new program they're trying out to you know to get interest in. What's that program like? Like what what do they do? Uh, so it's open to, it's pretty much all classes, and they basically class you by lap times. I okay. mean, generally there's a uh, formula for where your car kind of fits in. So whether right. it's, you know, track one, track two, track three, track four, but then based on your lap time, they'll move you up or down so that you're competing with other cars with similar lap times. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. 200 treadwear tire, kind of like other oh, know, really? enduro series. Um, yeah. And then they also have an unlimited uh class for people who you know have a car that just doesn't kind of fit in yeah they burn up the hoosiers and all that kind right of stuff too. that yeah. have it has some you know stuff that just doesn't fit like uh last weekend at uh, gingerman there was a tcr car that was running in really yeah truck use like so. a real one yeah like it was old scp euros old volkswagen oh really cool yeah a fellow uh rich uh, fellow specky 46 competitor sold his specky 46 car and uh I've, I I rode bought a TCR car. Yeah, yeah bought I, a TCR car. I rode in one of those uh, at festival a couple years ago with uh, Michael Hertzen and yeah, probably the same car. Good freaking grief! That's a really good car. Hold yeah. on, uh, you rode with Kevin Burke right. in the Torco Viper at Willow Springs. I did. How do you compare and contrast the difference between that car uh, and the TCR car? The TCR car had more grip. Really? Real crazy, dude. And pretty fast in a straight line too pretty yeah pretty light, light. real good car yeah. like we're talking like uh 
it had this all-around dialed feel that you're like, this, okay, I get the pro race thing. Like, these right. these homies put the effort in. Like, this car is set up, uh, and it was, uh, watching him drive it, it almost seemed like, and there's there's some correction, you know, it's front-wheel drive, so the back sure. end's rotating. Like, the, the, the speed is how much time can you put wide open throttle, right? The more wide open throttle you get, the faster you go. Uh, but the car was so catchable. We did two laps, I think. Uh, so catchable, so fast. And I think with me in there, he was running like a 36. Like, at, at Gingerman. Yeah, pretty fast for like 300 horsepower. Like with right. a passenger. That's banging know. for 300 horsepower. Oh, pretty fast, yeah. Um, it uh, And it was a perfect day. It was like as fast. It probably like a you know, 35, 34 without me in it. It was real fast. Um, but real cool cars. TCR cars are dope. Like yeah. really impressive cars. Like way more like some of the parts, uh, it's greater than the sum of the parts. Like pretty impressive platform. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So, so with this uh, new thing that they're doing, NASA's doing uh, with this this Enduro is, uh, you don't do not have to have a competition license. Really? So yeah, they're, they're pulling the uh, that card, huh? Yeah, they're pulling that card. Uh, yeah. HPD three level for us. So. Right. Uh, so there there is a, there's some barrier to entry. You have to be. Yeah, I qualified mean, you in some sort. qualified, you know, and, and definitely our HPD three drivers are right. what I would consider pretty qualified. I yeah, mean, competent, de- heads up. Yeah, definitely yeah. our HPD four guys are definitely, you know, right. I would race with any of those guys, uh, wheel to wheel. Good, yeah, they're just good. basically a comp I, school. I like way. it. I, I kind of like the the thought that there's more programs going towards that mindset where like yep. barrier to entry uh, might be kicked down just a little bit. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, maintained a little bit. Eric Meyer, who's the chief instructor, as you well know, you've met Eric. Uh, Dude, I've, Abe and I both talking like, uh, I I like tacos at Eric's. I I like Eric a lot more than I ever thought I'd like Eric. I think he's a great dude. Like, yeah, he's, he's a good guy. He's really, uh, I think at least for us, put NASA Great Lakes on the map for instruction. I mean, if you really want to come out. And learn how to drive a car. Yeah, pretty impressive. They have a program. Whether you want to stay in HPD, whether you want to go time right. trial or time attack or do wheel to wheel, they will get you there uh, and get yeah, you there. Uh, it's it's something that uh, that we aspire to and we hope to be similar to in Grid Life for sure. So quality program. I, oh yeah, I can totally respect a quality program. Yeah. Doesn't matter where it comes from. Uh, and uh, yeah, Eric and the gang over there and. I've had some great conversations with Jay and all the people over there at uh, at uh, Great Lakes. Yeah, so, I mean, as you know, selling. as you all know, you know, when I'm at NASA event, I'm talking about Grid Life and telling everybody they need to come and do well, a Grid Life event. We're not asking for promotion, Bill. The events sell out. It's fine. No, I know. I just <laughs> want you to come hang out so we can do podcasts and I can drink a coffee in the morning. Right. Every morning at like 6.30 in the morning, Bill's like, coffee's ready. He texts me. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You forgot to text me this morning, but I did show up. And it was here. So okay. I, t- I showed up. I drank a coffee anyway. So Good for you. Uh, but uh, so the car, uh, what happened to Mid-Ohio? Yeah. So I uh, was doing the, the Trek race at Mid-Ohio right. uh, on Friday. And the funny thing, backstory to this is I had uh, contacted Tom. Uh, I was looking at a 200 Treadwear tire, rain tire for right. this Trek race. So I figured out ah, what better person to ask than Tom. So. Right. Got a hold of Tom, uh, talked on the phone a little bit, and told hold, me... To get, hold on. Did he say Continental? That's the tire <laughs> I would have said. Yes, he did. All right. It's that good, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's not a 200 treadwear tire either. It's like a th- right. 320, 320 or something. 320? Yeah. Right. Um, he did say the mission was slightly better, but not noticeably better than the and expense. the durability of the Continental is yeah. better. Yeah. Right. So, um, it's so wild that it's that good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like the tread pattern doesn't look that good. When you look at it, it's yeah, like, I'm I'm not a tire like a, engineer, but it looks like your mom's Camry tire to me. I don't understand <laughs> it, but man, that thing is fast in the rain. So, so yeah, that was the plan. So, unfortunately, uh, this was like maybe three or four days before the event. Tire rack didn't have it in stock at South Bend. My plan was to stop by there on it's Thursday, probably because Brad was leaving. Yeah, we went to Apex Pro. Right. It's blowing it, dude. Blowing it. Got no more Brad. Got no more so, Brad. So you didn't get your tires. What did you get? Yeah, so uh, oh, didn't get, get any rain tires. And, of course, what does it do at mid-Ohio? It rains. Right. Uh, so the I'm on. notoriously great in the rain. Too. Yeah. So I'm on what we, we're normally running is the RS4s. Okay. They, But they're older RS4s. Right. They've probably done... Three Trek events, three four-hour Enduros. I didn't know you'd done a bunch of these. Things. Yeah, last year. So we did okay. a couple last year and then this year. Right. Um, so Eric uh, took the car out uh, in warm-ups and stuff like that. Uh, spun, you know, going up over Madness. Big surprise. <laughs> uh, backed it into the tires. Did uh, he really? Yeah. Just, oh, man. Just a little bump. And we kept trying... Trying to find grip, so Gonna we have to make fun of him for that, though. Yeah, we. What's that? Gonna have to make fun of him for that, right? Just a little bit. Just a little. Um, just a little bit. Couldn't find grip. Uh, kept you know playing around with tire pressures. We disconnected the rear sway bar. You think with the RS4 too? That that's a tread pattern that you think would shed water pretty well, but not maybe a brand new one. But right. like I said, this one was probably it's got towards 10, 12 hours. Yeah, I mean it would have been fine in the dry. Right. Great tire in the dry. I mean, super durable. It actually is really fun to drive in the dry. It's got just yeah. enough slide to it yep. where, like, you can really feel the movement, but it's so catchable. It's a really yeah. good tire. I really yeah, like great it tire. Yep. So um, went out qualifying, um, just barely kept it on track. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I, I watched the video, and if I don't want to... I don't want to interrupt if I am remembering the events wrong. So you were out in qualifying, and you say you just barely kept it on track. Mm-hmm. Was that the lap before the incident? Like the, 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 the lap right before the incident, was that your kind of best lap? Yeah, the lap that you see in the video is me deciding, you know, you know what, uh, I've had enough. So kind of the, <laughs> to back, back this up, so qualified. Well, that's uh, enough internet for the day. <laughs> and so the plan was, uh, and we're trying to win the point series for the uh, Anejo uh, team that I'm on with Steve Pruden and some other guys doing okay. Spec E46. Right. Uh, also trying to build brand awareness for the Spec E46 platform. Uh, so the plan was that we had no other cars in our class, was basically just to start and park. We're going to start the race and park it. And grab the points. That was the plan. So uh, two laps, park it. How'd the plan go? Well, not so well because <laughs> Bill didn't follow the plan. So Bill's out there having fun, and right. uh, one of my challenges being a new person in the motorsports is well, uh, new meaning like new to to the the last hundred years. But you've been in motorsports long enough. 
A little bit, but it's I mean, compared to, to like yourself and others that have been in much longer than me, um, one of my challenges as a driver is car control. Um, you know, I've done everything I can as far as racecraft and when you know, when stuff goes pear shaped. Yeah, so when yeah. you know things don't go well, you know, catching slides, that type of stuff, right. that's where uh, I have a challenge. So you one should the, go ice racing. I should absolutely. It actually, is pretty. And one of the things I've been trying, I kind even, of amazing, and I've even talked to you about this, yeah. is skid pad. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, I want to get. You should do both of those things with Andy at ASM. Right. Yeah, yeah. I want. I want to get on a skid pad. The 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 most one of the most eye, yeah one of the most eye opening times I ever had was uh, uh, drift driving on a skid pad in Andy's car, ASM Andy's car. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and and then also ice racing in a car at an event we were hosting with Andy. Like, just throw yourself completely the other side of the grip level. Right. Like, just ch- totally change it. Uh, do the other thing. Like right. instead of trying to hold the grip, try to like throw the grip away and then not spin. Like, uh, it, it, there's a there's a lot of things you can do with a car, uh, and they all teach you something. Like, oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah. I mean, well, I even see. You know, Andy's ice racing driving style uh, show up in HPDE. I, I see it in GLTC. 100%. I rode with him at Barber, and yep. he has extraordinary pace in a, you know, an, an NAS 2000. Yep. And in part, it's because he, like, I don't want to say he's, like, on the limit, but, like, well, but when you sometimes he's right. over the limit. But is always catching the car. Right. Like every, all, right. Every so time. if all you did was drive a semi truck at 112 miles an hour, driving a semi truck at 75 miles an hour would be pretty easy. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you take something like way past where it should be, like uh, all like then then doing things normally, I mean it feels a little easier. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah it definitely time. seems slower. And you know I've read things and, and stuff you know from Ross Bentley you know that talks about you know not waiting for the car to slide but to make it slide so you're you're kind of ahead of that sure. yeah. what's going on not yeah, waiting to that. react to it but making it slide first right uh, but yeah definitely that it's is something that's really hard to teach too you got to like be in this situation enough that it's it's i don't think it's that different than trying to teach people how to drive in the snow right like the easiest way to do it is when it starts snowing go out and like go out and drive find a parking lot yeah and practice right 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 you got to be comfortable with the abnormality of some of those situations, I think. Um, after I put a couple of cars into the wall in 2011, 2012, like just kind of like basic wall taps, uh, I spent about two years struggling with, like struggling with rotation even. Mm-hmm. Like when the car started yeah. to come around, I would like, I would panic and lift and, you know, and, and that was part of the problem that caused, like, that was why I hit the wall in 2011 because sure. I panicked and lift, but like it, it ingrained that in me for a while. Um, and it just took time to get past it too. Like you right. just work your way past it. Some of the way I worked past it, it was to like change my comfort level. Like all of a sudden I tripled the horsepower of the car and took the tires away. Like I went, I went to smaller tires and so the car was just nice. a total animal and terrible. It was terrible in every way. Uh, just change everything. Like, right. Don't make it the same thing. Like, change your environment. Uh, play around a little bit. But anyway, um, so what happened? Yeah. So what happened with Bill? that in mind, you know, knowing what did you do, Bill? knowing that my <laughs> challenge as a driver is car control. Right. 
uh, I was having fun. I mean, literally every corner was a skid pad. It's pretty rad, though. Yeah. And the fact that there wasn't a whole lot of cars out there for me to be worried about, you know, right. spinning out in front of, I'm like, this is kind of cool, you know. So every corner, I'm catching a little bit of a slide, you know. Right. Uh, so one lap turned into two laps, turned into three laps, That's what kept happens. going. So eight laps, I'm like, you know, I, I just need to come in. So on that lap on the video, I had decided I'm going to go ahead and come in. Right. And as I'm coming around, you know, down through Thunder Valley, I'm like, you know, it looks like it's drying. It, maybe it's going to start drying up. So I decided I'm just going to go ahead and stay out. And so I come down through the front straightaway and roll on the power just ever so slightly. And as soon as I cross the start-finish line, shot completely sideways. So which way did you go? Uh, for, right for, for context, just a little bit, because I watched the video, and that, that final lap before you cross start-finish, uh, I have no doubt that you were catching slides the whole time, but I think it paints the picture of how treacherous mid-Ohio can be. If you watch Real the video, stupid. that lap is slow. Oh, it's super slow. Slow. Yeah. I had decided that I was I was done. And yeah. even so loose, with huh? that, it's just that slick. Yeah. And I've ridden with Alex Moss at Barber in uh, 20... I guess it was 2021, actually, where... Uh, it was wet and drying there as well. Yeah. And quite literally just touched the throttle. Just touched it. And it was enough to send the car completely into a spin. And he was really worried that he was going <laughs> to touch the wall. And, like, I think about driving the Evo right. when I was driving in the rain. Right. And I, I understand it's a different drivetrain. But that like, car was my favorite car to drive that in the rain. Is, it's such a foreign response to a car. Sure. Th- that it would ever do that. Right. Like you just you just put your foot in it, and if it's right. got 500 horsepower, it's fine. Just I remember driving driving Abe's Evo in like 2016 in the rain at Gingerman, uh, and Austin was in the back. Yeah, I remember. And that. you and I were in the front, and we we're just doing HPDE or whatever, uh, and it was bucket raining, and I had to train myself like the car would start to push, and then I had to train myself to like. We're going right, but I would like to steer left, and I would like to floor it, please. And then, like, like it's so instinctively opposite. So, like, you know? the idea yeah. that a rear-wheel drive car just barely touching the throttle could could induce a spin in an environment like that is just so weird. Yeah, super right. I know that that's typical. Well, especially in a car like Bill's, where you put the slicks or the R88s or whatever you got to run, like, per your respective series mm-hmm. on, and you don't probably worry a lot about traction coming out of corners you don't worry about you know you're it's you can probably go matted you know yeah i mean it's not like a high horsepower car it it feels a little bit similar to uh when eric fleming had an incident at turn five at road atlanta it's just like he got on the paint and he touched the throttle and the car just went whoop and that was it right so i think that's probably what happened uh and again you know car control uh you know i can catch you know maybe Eight out of ten, nine out of ten slides. It's that that tenth slide that yeah. I my hands just aren't quick enough. You and me both, brother. And <laughs> around we go. Yeah. Some sometimes it don't go well. So yeah. Sometimes it does so not end what's, well. Uh, what was it like to repair the car? The front end was pushed in a little bit, and yeah. Uh, so it took a pretty good uh, shot into the wall right there on the front straightaway because you know you never want to waste a crowd. So if you're going to wreck, you know. <laughs> Get some pictures of that. Yeah, make sure there's lots of people watching. Yeah, you got to do it in front of everybody. Do it right in front of everybody. Right. Um, 
you know, jumped out of the car, um, was fine. You know, safety gear worked worked the way it should. Right. Um, no bruises, no soreness. It's good. Um, Can't complain too much. And hung around the weekend. I mean, that was on a Friday, so I still had you know instructor duties to to do. So did you get your points? We did get our points. We did get trophy. I, it's it's right there, first place, uh, most expensive uh, plastic trophy yeah. I've ever you know won. So that's a good one, man. That's a good one. Got it. As long as you got it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, lesson learned. You know, right. stick to the plan. So we talked earlier about how the E46 is like a tough car. They they crash well. Uh, what was your experience with fixing it? Yeah. So. Um, you know, pretty dejected yeah. about, you know, what I did, not sticking to the plan. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, like, it's got to be a terrible feeling, too. Yeah. But like, also, like, you get to have to pay for it. Right. Because you own the car and you got to figure it out. Like, yeah, you got to figure it out. That so, sucks. you know, once I kind of got over that and, and like I said, you know, I was there the entire weekend. So it wasn't like I packed my shit up and went right. home and with my tail between my legs. I do know. love that about you. Just I got a job to do. And we're going to hang out. Yeah. That's where so, we're at. Finished my instructor duties, you know, Saturday and Sunday. Right. Um, started talking to some people at the track about, you know, what my options were and stuff like that. Uh, I do have a donor car, you know, yep. sitting over in Rockford. I can't believe how cheap those things are, too. You yeah. tell me how cheap they are. Yeah, it's like $1,000 for a decent car. <laughs> they're like nice cars, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb how, how cheap E46 Yeah, they're pretty in, inexpensive. And right. I'm sure, you know, as, as time goes on, just like the E30 platform right. that's it's used pro- for I mean, spec E30. Like yeah, they're probably bare like, bones money right now. But Yeah. I, I had a friend who sent me a message. He's kind of a car-interested guy, but not really a car guy. And he sent me a bring-a-trailer auction for, like, a ZR1, um, the C6. And I was okay. It's like, an awesome car. Um, and they're a lot of money right now. It's also he, how you he die. Was, he was kind of looking at it as like, well, I should buy one of these as like an investment. And I was like, well, um, kind of. Right. I said the better investment at the moment is an S2000. And the reason I think that is because uh, they probably made similar quantities of them. Right. But the, the supply of S2000s goes down every single day <laughs> because they get used up on track and they get crashed. Right. They so like do. if you're in the market for S2000s, the number of them available today is way less than 10 years ago. Oh, sure. Yeah. Whereas, it's dwindling. like, ZR1s in the market, I think they're probably, like, steady supply. Right. You want one, they're just there. Yeah, I would agree with that. They're, but uh, uh, E46s, I mean, I think you've got that $1,000 game locked down for a while. That's so dirty. <laughs> you can't You can't even scrap something for 1000 bucks. Oh, right. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, so the car... Needed, like, what, a hood, bumper, front Yeah, end. so, um, you know, talk to some people, right. you know, um, local, you know, to the Chicago area as far as shops that could handle uh, the alignment, you yeah. know, straightening the frame and Take stuff it like that. And make it look good, fix it. But yeah. unfortunately, most of the shops, you know, are, have regular shops. They are taking care of customer cars. You know, yeah. they're trying to get those done. Six and, weeks from now, we might look at it. Yeah, and it was, you know, two, you know, I think the shortest was two weeks. I, most of them were three or four weeks out before they could even look at the car, right. let alone fix it. Um, so That's ended so up crazy to me. Like you think you go be like take it to Bob's muffler shop and like they'll bang it up. Too, right. You know? But and that's uh, kind of what I did. So uh, <laughs> well, good. everybody's so busy in the pro world, but 
So talking to a fellow racer, uh, Jeremy Lucas, uh, Specky 30 guy. I love Jeremy. He's been on the show before. I love yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy's a great guy. What a good uh, dude. So he knew a guy in the Columbus area, right. Columbus, Ohio, uh, that he had work done on his car. Right. Uh, gave me his number, so called him up actually on the drive back uh, to Chicago while I'm still trying to, you know, locate someplace, you know, local to the Chicago area. And right. that just didn't work out. So uh, once it was pretty evident that I wasn't going to find anybody in the Chicago area that could even look at it for two to three weeks out, um, talked to this gentleman down in Ohio. And, and Bill's uh, got races to run. Yeah, because I've got events. I mean, yeah. I literally have an event the very next weekend with you guys at Gingerman. Right. Yeah, three weeks ago. Uh, knowing that I probably wasn't going to make it, but... You Might know, as well try. I was going to try. So, uh, talked to this guy and uh, said, yep, I can, I, can, I can do it. And the cool thing about it is he basically is flipping cars. So, he's buying wrecked cars right. and flipping them. So, he really doesn't have... You know, customer cars. You know, air quote. You Not know. a lot of backlog. He can. Yeah, so he can basically just right. put his projects on on hold and work on cars. So, I mean, he'll do racer cars. You know, for people like myself. But for the most part, it's he's just working on his yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's the body shop dude to find. Yeah. yeah so what you want is like the guy who you can say make it straight and put some new right, panels on. Yeah. Right. Can I see? Can I bring it to you Tuesday? Yeah. That's a pretty rare find in like the semi-pro or pro auto world. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, big time. Yeah, so super yeah. lucky. So, right. you know, unfortunately, it's it's a haul from you know the, yeah, the Wisconsin what, five, border six, where I'm at, hours. you know, up on in Illinois. That's a hike. Six seven hour drive, but uh, wait, if you're if you're that close to the border, how come we never see you at track day picnic? Uh, it is a good one, dude. It's well, you saw the car at track day picnic. That's true. That's true. We did. Yeah, yeah you saw the car. Uh, unfortunately, this year, uh, I got track, passed by it too. Track day picnic. Uh, I had an aunt and uncle pass away. Uh, one um, kind of natural causes, and one from Alzheimer's. Yeah, I remember who I was pretty that, close with. Um, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, and so finally, you know, because of COVID and stuff, they were able to have a, a nice service for them, right. and was part of that service uh, down in Indiana. So unfortunately, well, uh, your car looked good. It did lose a side skirt or. Uh, well, you know, Ben just needs to keep it on track and not drive it in the grass. He had so lost a door trim or something. He was all freaked out about. It. Uh, but uh, I did get happily passed by the Bill Griffin car. So, yeah, yeah Ben's a good guy. I, I, well, yeah. I hope we see you at uh, Track Day Picnic next year. We're trying to convince people that it's the best event. It might be the best event because it's the best event. Yep. No points races for GLTC are my favorite. Yeah. They're so much better. I did do uh, an event at Blackhawk with uh, Badger Bimmers last year as oh, an yeah. instructor. Yeah. Okay. That's a, a great time. name. What a great track. What yeah. a gr- that is a good name. That's a pretty solid name. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so back to the story. So um, talked to this gentleman. Uh, he told me basically what he needed from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted the car engine out and as much of of everything yeah. in that front area removed as possible so bring me your junk but take that junk out of yeah. the junk so I can he said you know junk. leave the 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 bumper support right. uh but get everything else out of the way so i removed you know fire system that was up there in addition to the motor took all that stuff out and hauled how many, out. Hours, how many hours was that 
It's got to be like five or ten hours, right? Yeah, I would say it was probably a good solid day. I mean, I'm not right. the fastest, you know, wrench, but... Uh, well, I, I don't want to pry into your life. Bill, are you retired? Or was this like... Just... T- just... Okay, retired. but so this was not necessarily time that you started at eight o'clock at night and then and then went on top of that. Man, I'm the most jealous. I'm I'm literally like I'm so tired right now because I've been working on my car for the last three weeks, eight o'clock to like midnight, uh, and then I was dynoing like eight o'clock to midnight. Uh, I'm in the last five minutes. I've been struggling like eyelid wise. I'm like, I wonder if I could do this podcast with my eyes closed. They could probably focus, but Bill would think I'm falling asleep, but I might actually be. Yeah, you can pull it off. <laughs> probably. No, it's, uh, it's hard to do this stuff in the middle of the night, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I mean, I've had my share of, you know, naps underneath the car and the creeper Bill did just retire, but he also basically works full time for extreme experience and right. other groups <laughs> now. So, yeah, wow. working and working and working. Can you imagine riding around in race cars or like supercars? No, I can't do it. No, they'll I'll, let anybody drive. Why? Do, yeah. How don't you get car sick? Um, I, I don't get it. I yeah, you think it. you would, especially in the Huracan, which is just right. awful uh, with customers getting on it and then right. kind of freaking out with the acceleration and off so and then back fast. on again. So fast, uh, and it just it drops like four gears. You know so when they? I've always wondered. Um, uh, with the extreme experience or you know Gotham cars or whatever it's called, um, do you ever get a customer that can actually drive? And how is that experience different? It's got to be a few. Yeah, there, there's definitely some customers that can drive. Uh, extreme has a program called Drive the Fleet, uh, where you'll get a customer that comes in and drives every car that they own. So you know that's anywhere from you know eight, nine, ten cars in an event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as an instructor, then you're paired up with that customer, so they get that same instructor. Like every so, single car? What's that? Like every yeah, car? Yeah, so you're going from one, one car to the next car to the next GT3, car. GT3, Huracan, yes. McLaren, Lambo, whatever. Yeah. You name it. Mustang, right. Hellcat. What's your? Uh, what's the scariest car to ride around with, uh, with students in? The scariest car? Like what's um, the thing you feel like is going to hurt you? Probably just because it's so damn smooth and fast is right. a McLaren. Oh, really? Yeah. What is it, like a 720 or? 570. 570. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no a- way. Andy we- Hollis kind of professed love for the McLarens, right. and maybe it's a love-hate, but uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that Extreme Experience can keep you know McLarens alive. Alive. <laughs> well, they have a great group of technicians. Uh, right. I'll tell There's you that right now. Ha- Those guys. Something happened all the time. Yeah, always you know checking the cars out, right. making sure they're top notch. I mean, their entire fleet. Uh, I I as an instructor feel very confident, you know, getting in those cars because right. I know that they are properly you know maintained. Uh, before and, we get off the extreme experience, what's the favorite car to drive? What's favorite, your favorite car? Yeah, what's the best one? Uh, well, you know, being a guy that's six foot four, uh, it's definitely not the Huracan. No. Uh, yeah. Fix it again. Uh, the McLaren's kind of tight. Believe it or not, the pedal box is actually pretty tight. Really? So, uh, for a size 15 foot, uh, the pedal box gets mighty. That makes my 13 seem a little, dude. A little. Um, So, like, side to side, the pedal box is small? Yeah, it's really narrow. Right. right. Yep. So, you have a trouble with my. So, So, what's your favorite? So, my favorite? Is the Porsche? I was gonna say it's got to be the GT3. Yeah, everybody, you it, in because in in the morning, right? The instructors, we we get to take the cars out and drive it seven tenths, air quote, uh, <laughs> whipping, 
is was yeah so uh definitely you know it's seven tenths you know of your ability and and some of those guys i'm like yeah that's way above my seven tenths right uh because it's mostly just like i would imagine there's he, plenty of them that are below your seven tenths of it. some of the instructors yeah, yeah. oh yeah right. and everybody i think you know unfortunately a lot of times some of those instructors that's the only time they really right get any track time that's what they do. Yeah. It's a it's a job, but also a side hobby. Yeah. yeah so for me, Hustle. I mean, I get enough, you know, left seat time that, you right. know, that's not really my thing. And maybe it's me just because I'm timid. But, like, um, you know, I've, I've driven fast cars on track before. I like low-power cars. Yeah. Um, I'm so over, yeah. like, Because big, I get to power. push them harder and not worry about a fiery death. Yes. So, like... Those big power cars, I, I think the the internet has ruined people to think. Big power, like, big mods does. Yeah, when I everybody the, wants this many horsepower. It's like, uh uh-uh, uh, man, right. I don't want any part of that. Yeah, when I get customers that get in the car and they say, hey, I, I hope you don't mind, but I just want to go right. slow, I'm like, two thumbs up. I am so cool with going slow. Let's hit that button. Second, third gear tops. We can give good. all the point buys right. we want to give. I got you, girl. I yeah, got you, boy. we got it's, it. It's a thing. Let's do and it. And the funny story is I had one customer, female customer, up at uh, Michigan International. We were in the Ferrari. The That's a fast track, too. Yeah, pretty quick yeah. track. I mean, banking, you know, you can go quick. Um, and she wanted to go slow. And I'm like, we're, we're cool with going slow. So in the pits, you know, we give the signal to the pit manager right. saying, hey, grid us up in the back. And so I gave the signal, and we rolled out with, like, eight or nine other supercars on the track. And two corners in, and we're, like, and she's listening. I mean, all right, you know, wait, you know, turn, roll on the gas, you know, listen to all the the different coaching and stuff that we do in the car because we're constantly coaching. If you've ever seen an extreme experience video, we're always talking. There is not, there shouldn't be one second that that instructor is not talking about what's coming up and i really think uh that instruction which is really nothing like hpd i mean you're you're just like it's self-preservation yeah i have i have two jobs with extreme right one is to make sure the customer when he gets out of the car we're doing high fives right and save the car i am really not there to teach them anything right yeah, it's uh, you got a few laps and you got to get back yeah, in. Yeah, three laps. High, that's it. High, high fives. fives. Buy the video. Yeah, buy the video. <laughs> Let's do it. So I had a female customer, uh, you know, say, "Hey, I just want to go slow," and I'm like, "Thumbs up. I'm super cool with going slow." Right. Two laps in, we're right behind the car in front of us, and we're going by him. Right. Two more corners, pass on the next car. By the end of the three laps, I think we had passed the entire field. So we pull into the pits. I'm looking at her as we're coming up to the photographer to take the picture. And I looked at her like, what the hell happened to going slow? And she was like so elated, right. so excited. She's like, I know. I can't believe that I did that. And, and you know, it made her day. I mean, that really warmed my heart. Right. Sure, I believe Because she would have been so fine with me coaching her and going slow. We yeah. would have been fine. But, I mean, she was listening to my instructions. Nice. She was rolling on the gas when I told her to roll on the gas. And she had a great time. The, the thought of driving those things and the instructing those things stresses me out so much. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, so it, it much truly potential. is. I mean, I have to hand it to them. Their uh, program is uh, by far probably the for, yeah. most professional. For what? If, if you ever get a chance, I would like to invite like you, both of you guys, task. out 
to observe and, and see a, yeah. see how they run that program. Uh, I've talked to John a lot about it. John yeah. Raymond, who basically backs me up at some of our events now, he is like one of the event managers. For oh, yeah. Extreme. Yeah. John, great guy. Uh, and it's it seems like the impossible task to make that work. Like, hey, let's just invite a bunch of randos to drive our like eight. I mean, you got people cars. there that have no business driving these cars. Like, they Absolutely don't even know none. how to like steer left and right more than like get in the driveway and out. Like high speed, like like nothing high speed ever happens. Yeah, like, the highest speed is like I got to take a pee. I just picked up the pizza. Let's go home. You know, the radar goes off when you know you see the driver show up with his helmet. Yeah, thirty-four or, and a twenty-five is like usually the high speed for some of these. Or people. I get the customer saying, you know, I have a Porsche, or I'm, you know, this or that. I'm right. like, oh boy, yeah. here we go. Uh, the uh, the typical like uh, too much self confidence kind of. Oh radar. yeah, definitely. Right. Yep. But yeah, that that customer, she just made my day because I love that. That's yeah. great. Uh, so the car is fixed for you now. Uh, you found the dude. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, back to the car story. So uh, got the car down to Ohio. Right. Uh, about ten thirty at night. Uh, That's so late. What'd you do after that? What's that? Do you go home after? Oh, that? I drove right back home. Jeez, no, man, <laughs> yes. stop it. So I left home about. You got this, you got must this have been like right here, man. Two or three out. o'clock, and then an hour time difference. Uh, stressing me out. We're not. It's not even ten thirty here. And yeah, I'm like ready to fall asleep, and I'm like, man. Bill oh wait, wait. It gets even better. Oh. So, uh, you know, he's looking over the car, and I'm thinking I'm gonna have to head back home, go to Rockford right. to get the donor, so he can cut the front clip off of it. And you're gonna bring that and, back to him and, and bring it back to right. him. So he's looking over the car, and he says, "You know what? I don't think I'm gonna need the donor. I think I can. I can pull this." That's good. That's a good sign. So that's a good you sign. Yeah, one more smash in that thing before you do yeah, right. parts to fix it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, back home to Antioch uh, that very next weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm gingerman with you guys. Right. So uh, really nothing I can do. You know, at home. Uh, Took out the daily driver. Yeah, brought the daily right. out to the track, you know, loaded it up in the trailer. Your daily driver is also an E46 uh, with, yep. with some bits. little, A few bits, right. yep. It's a good-looking little car. Yeah, it's a fun car. Solid, I right? mean, it's definitely a fun little car. Uh, right. Got the spec exhaust on it, so it makes a little bit of noise. Yeah, got that burble, dude. Yeah. That burble tune. No burble tune, but it definitely uh, burbles. I mean, it burbles a little bit. Yeah. Um, what is it like driving one of those things in like non race car form versus like full on cage window net everything else? Like how different are they? Not a whole lot. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, concepts it's, all. It's kind just of apply a great and, car. I mean, it really right. is just a great car. I mean, fifty uh, fifty weight balance. You know, d- a yeah. decent amount of power. They're really good out of the box. Yeah. What year is yours? A one. Okay. I have said on the podcast for probably years now that I think the high watermark for track day cars is like 2000 to 2006. Yep. Which is fair statement. uh, The kind of the, the addition of TPMS is the start of the slippery slope. Right. Um, (laughs) You can still work on those cars, but like like you can still work on them, but I would argue that um, the newest M3 will be around on track for less time than an E46 M3. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because Fair they, statement. they are. I don't know. I don't know what the right word is. They're more consumable. It's just. Um, it's not that you can't work on them, but they are uh, electronically very sophisticated. Sure. 
Uh, They're expensive. And uh, when the mechanical things go wrong with them, it may be electronically the problem. Sure. And so, like... Yeah, it stresses me out thinking about trying to chase some of those problems, too. So, like, an E46 M3 will probably be on track for the next 20 years. Right. And the knowledge base is still there. Like that's that's still in the in the wheelhouse where people were. Oh yeah, there's still them. lots of people tracking yeah, those cars. Forums, yeah, you got. Uh, you I mean, got it's amazing. Owner groups, you got everything else. Yeah. The Specy Forty Six group, you know, as right. far as help and and most of them probably have one as a daily driver too. Like they're all just probably they're living that you, life. You kind of emphasized when you were talking just a minute ago. It's just a good car. Yeah, like. We can talk about what the new M3 is or the new BMWs. They're right. like they're all kinds of things, but they're more than just right. a car. They don't have a track. And like the E46 doesn't have like a traction control program that will try to kill you under the wrong conditions. Or like it's literally known to have like the best ABS. Right. Uh, it's known to have like you can put I mean, a lot car, of tire. You people can, take that ABS system and, and put it, and put every, it into and other cars. Yeah. <laughs> retrofit it into vets. Into we have one retrofitted into a vet. An E36. Uh, Plus, talking to a fellow GLTC racer is talking about yeah. putting it in his car. There's half a dozen of them here with with an MK60 retrofitted in. Yeah, like it's crazy how and it's like just, he was talking. Those goods cost like six thousand dollars if you pay somebody to do everything. Yeah. yeah, but you can buy the pump for like five hundred bucks. You buy a harness for fifteen hundred bucks. Well, you can buy a whole car for a thousand. Right, apparently. <laughs> right, seriously, fills into it. But, um, so the repair went well. Uh, how did you feel like the uh, the transition back into wheel to wheel was? Did you have any after your first like big hit? Uh, any any like trepidation? Any oh no, no, uh, not at all. That's so, great to hear. That I had a lot well, of it. I, I personally had a lot of it after the first time I hit a wall. I'm, like I'm speculating, but if if you're grading, you know, hits in terms of levels of seriousness, like the fact that this one was like. Just so almost innocuous. You barely touched the throttle. And, like, yeah, it was a dice roll whether you were right. hit or not. Like, I would imagine, in my case, that would probably affect my confidence a lot less than, like, oh, I entered turn one way too fast, and I just sent it into a wall. That's, that's like, yeah. a different problem. Sure. Part, part of the reason that I wanted to scrub the end of the sessions today was because I didn't want to ruin somebody's, like, long-term track experience because I gave them a track that was so bad. Uh, and so hydroplaney, et cetera, et cetera. Like we literally might have like stolen the hobby from somebody if uh, we gave them such a bad track that it was undrivable at their. Oh, I, I, like I can definitely see that happening. Yeah, like absolutely. I, what if we wad up three beginner cars? Yeah. Like that's tr- to me that's like a bigger tragedy than like let's just cancel the last three hours. Yep. Like the and the track was properly bad, but uh, oh yeah, it was definitely undrivable. So bad. Um, but I think, yeah, like it's it's hard to recover from these things for some people. Like sometimes, like one incident, the wrong period of time, like they might not. Jump yeah, it kind of messes with your head. I'm sure. Yeah, it, it I, messed with my head in yeah. 2011, big time for a year and a half. It was like uh, it took me a while, like a well, long. Well, I, I think while. it's fair to say that I haven't felt comfortable driving fast cars since I drove the Evo at Road Atlanta in 2016, where you almost bend it and wrecked yourself. Well, I mean, it wasn't even that. I just. I got out of the car after a session and was like, I drove faster than I felt comfortable because I was trying to win. Right. Yeah. And I you did, but it might not have been. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to do that. It literally I, might have been at the detriment of the hobby for you. At the probably. Right. And like, uh, I think Road Atlanta is a scary place. It is. Uh, I went out in. Very much. Uh, I don't know who's fit. It was Matt Williams fit in the uh, Road it's Atlanta a couple Matt years Williams ago. Fit. And it was like, this is a great place. <laughs> 
Like right. because I could focus on the driving, sure. I could yeah. fo- it was not focusing on not dying. Right. Yeah, I drove NCM in, in Matt's fit and it was like what a great car to learn in. Like it's so attainable. You find your way like up to 89, 90% of that thing and like it just feels like a blast. Well, and uh, actually Levi's car is similar, or yeah. at least it was for a time where like if you uh, entered turn one at Gingerman with too much speed and the car got crossed up, right. you just you just fix it. Like right. it's not a big deal. Yeah. Sure. Steering input, yeah. Yeah, yes. so, I mean, yes. literally the you know the very next weekend, I'm up at Gingerman driving the daily. Now I'm only going out in beginner sessions, right. so doing lead follow, so you know much slower speed. Right. Uh, but really didn't even enter my mind, you know, because my focus was on. You know, working with our beginners. So, right. well, I love so your I think, dedication to that program too. I really appreciate that. Yeah, Big time. Uh, it's great. I mean, I love working with Ed and the rest of the instructors. Yeah. You know, I think we got a nice group of instructors it, that really uh, are are passionate yeah, about. It's and it's a it's a tougher program than like than a lot of beginner programs for the instructors. Like it requires more dedication, timeline, like wise and uh, communication wise. But uh, we couldn't do it without without the passionate and the like super responsible people like you yep. and ed and the, and the other gang so yeah it's it's a uh, great group i, I don't know any ed's, guys and girls uh, rachel yeah ed's significant other yeah. talked to me in the paddock today and she called him eduardo and eduardo, i was like, man. i was like i love that you call him eduardo, eduardo that's Colosso. adorable yeah he's the man himself man i'll tell you yeah. what good guy um so what do you have for hopes in the future bill what are you gonna do man what am I going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? You keep driving? Yeah, gonna, I keep driving. Going to do that one lap America, maybe? Going to try. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that earlier. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, so driving at Gingerman, you know, with you guys, and then that very next weekend, I'm at uh, Pit Race with Extreme, you know, so. That's pushing it, man. Still still driving. Yeah. Uh, get a call uh, from the guy in Ohio on Friday, uh, we were in pit race Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. We actually had a uh, private event with, uh, PNC, Chip Canassi, yeah. uh, as, invited, one, as you do. Yeah. Invited customers <laughs> out. So Scott Dixon was out there. Uh, those private events are cool. Uh, Eduardo invited me to a private event oh, at man. IMS a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I got to drive the road course at IMS cause with a bunch of senators, yeah, it was and super weird. Yeah. Uh, also, also, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Actually, senators, like, like U.S. That's pretty neat. Senators. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, and Tom was there, and it was me and Tom and Ed, and we were just like, "Get what out of planet is this? Get out of here! That's so dumb." So, um, yeah. So, knowing that most likely it was going to be ready that weekend, uh, I kind of pre-planned it. So I, I took the truck and the trailer. Just kind of planned your route back. And dropped it off in Chesterton, which is where I grew up in, uh, at a place there in Chesterton, and then rode with Jason. Uh, Jason Morris? Yeah, Jason Morris. Good dude. I like Jason. Yeah, Jason. Awesome guy. Uh, so Jason, uh, myself, and Connor uh, carpooled it to Pit Race yep. and got the call Friday saying, hey, your car's ready. He said, great. You know, uh, I'm back. How early can I pick it up Monday? So he said, "You can, you know, pick it up at seven o'clock on Monday." I'm retired, you're right. <laughs> so yeah. So, so by then I'm I am Do retired. Want. June one. Yeah. Um. So we worked the weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'll tell you right now, um, as busy as a HPD, you know, 
instructing racing weekend is for myself and how taxing that is nowhere near the amount of uh stress and and how tired i am at the end of the day uh with extreme i would imagine that sounds grueling yeah i mean it's easily a 10 not 12 hour day by the time you're you're, you do your meeting at 6 30 or 7 o'clock in the morning that's brutal uh warm-ups and then you know you're with customers the entire day till the track goes cold around 5 30 how many people do you think you'll cycle through cars in a given day like that uh Busy days, 400, uh, 400 people. So, I mean, in, in your car, how many people are still you like with? 400 people that cycle through the program? That's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, yeah. Josh Jenny actually does a thing. He uh, plots how many miles he figures, you know, three laps, you know, right, how, many, right. how, many, how many sessions we're doing, how many cars. Yeah, every three laps. And so, in our, our instructor's meeting, well, yesterday we went from. You know, Key West to Chicago, and today we're going to go from Chicago to Anchorage. <laughs> so crazy! Yeah, it's amazing. I imagine logistically that's hard because you probably cycle through tires decently quickly, and almost certainly you burn a lot of fuel even oh, in a yeah. day. Oh yeah, well, right. so the cars are being filled up all the time. Yeah, constantly. It's funny you mention that because I'll talk to customers that were in the Mustang. If I have a little bit of extra time, yeah. I said, take a guess on what the fuel range of this mustang is now granted this car has never been driven on the street and you know how most cars will calculate based on your driving right. what Trial the range is so and, yeah, take wow. a guess on what this shelby gt500 you know range is right, right. i mean the, I, the tank is probably 20 gallons i, I would imagine the, the range, range is yeah. 40 miles yeah so 73 miles on a tank of gas that's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty bad. So, yeah, needless to say, uh, making sure the supercars are full alive. of gas all the time yeah, is alive a, a major general. challenge because they are booked solid the entire day. Right. What happens if somebody doesn't get the car that they want? Is that a thing? That does happen. So right. cars do go down. Right. Uh, and unfortunately... I would imagine so, it happens a lot with like the exotic cars, too. Like little tiny things. Not and, really. Uh, really. Lately, we've been having more problems with the Mustang well, uh, than any of them. But, they do sound exotic. Yeah. And unfortunately, with like the Mustang, we, you know, we just have one where the Ferraris, right. the Huracans, the other cars, there's usually yeah. two. They just pull out the other bougie Ferrari yeah. that they have. You know, we usually have two of that car, yeah, but right. yeah, there are some customers that came specifically for a car, yeah. and unfortunately, our car's down. Uh, they always try to make the best of it. You know, reschedule them if they want. To, if that absolutely I, is. Do some people use this as like a? I think I might want to buy one of those. Oh, it happens quite a bit. I yeah, bet, yeah. I bet. Especially like recently, you know, with the C8 Corvette. Right. Uh, yeah. Quite a few customers came out to drive it. One of those or two or? Uh, I know at least two right. for sure. Pretty, pretty rowdy cars. Like yeah, uh, surprisingly. Properly fast. Uh, drove it a couple of years ago when, we, when they first got it in the fleet up at M1. And yeah. I'm not a big Corvette fan. But I have to say that, you know, for the money, it's a pretty fun car to drive on track. It really is. I, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, pretty capable car. Right. My thing was, I you know, I'd wait a couple of years, get a used one, throw a supercharger on it. This might not be the car for you, man. <laughs> This thing's got some hype behind it. Yeah. It's like the Civic Type R that's still worth like 40000 bucks with 100000 Yeah, used miles. Civic Type Rs right now are Busted. easily the same price Busted. as new ones. Yeah. Anyway, we just did a podcast, man. We're an hour in. I'm, All right. 
Uh, are we going to finish it up? Or? Dude, I am mentally 100% okay. and my eyeballs aren't working. Okay. I mean, I've had my eyes closed for probably half the well, show. Um, almost done. So we're we're here running GLTC. Let the man finish. Yeah, we're running GLTC. Okay. You, uh, uh, did you, what, what are your intents for this particular weekend? The car is put back together. Yeah, car's back together. So yeah. I'll, I'll finish the car story. I'll, I'll make it quick before do, you do fall you asleep. No, I'm yeah. not going to fall asleep. But like, I feel like my eyes are going to fall asleep, 100%. You can close your eyes. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't get to see so, your beautiful face then. Like I was saying, I staged the truck in Chesterton. Right. Uh, finished our day on Sunday. Jason drove back uh, right. from pit race to... Chesterton, six and a half hours. That's a hike, too. Yeah, That's I got hike. maybe two-hour nap. Uh, got dropped off at the truck about 11.30 on Sunday night. Stresses me out. I know. It, so it gets even better. <laughs> so uh, got in the truck, uh, then drove straight from there because I had to be down in, in the Columbus area by 7. Right. So headed down there, uh, showed up about 6.30 in the morning. Uh, said, hey, I'm here. He says, yep, come and get it. Went over there, picked the car up. Come get this shit beast. Loaded up in the trailer. Yeah. Back up to Antioch. I think I got up to Antioch about 2 or 3 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon on Monday. Pretty fast, yeah. Not bad. And a uh, buddy of mine was supposed to come over uh, on Tuesday uh, to help me put the motor in. Unfortunately, his mom was ill, so he wasn't able to make it. Uh, the cool thing about it was I had his engine hoist, which he had installed uh, an air uh, pneumatic thing for nice. the lift. I've never used one of those. Yeah, so that was super nice. So instead of having to, to pump that thing to lift it up and lower it down, it was just a couple of pushes with the button with the air, and up Bill, it went. Bill's, Bill's got all the fancy stuff nowadays. Not, not, I was borrowing all the fancy stuff. He's a factory stuff. driver now, man. So We're literally. Returner. I think it took me two hours to put the engine in. Really? Yeah. That's I mean, it was fast. shockingly, I mean, knock on wood, right? pretty easy. I mean, I would get it back a little bit. I'd drop it down. I'd get underneath the car. I'd pull it back a little bit more. I'd come up. I'd drop it down a little bit more. I'd get back underneath the car, pull it back. When you pull that thing out, do you take the trans with it? Or yeah, so I took the trans with it. So, right. yeah. So it's all bolted together, the whole thing. Yeah, everything's out. together. All I got to do is right. line up that output shaft, you know, into the Guibo and right. and get everything lined Freaking up once BMW the motor language. Yeah. Weebo. Weebo. What's a Weebo? Weebo. What is that? It's a, the rubber disc in between the transmission and the drive shaft. Yeah. There's a rubber disc? Yeah. yeah the Weebo. Why? Ever heard of it? Why not? Why? Because it's a BMW, dude. You dampen the vibrations. Yeah. But that song. So basically, it's not a direct. The by Marky Mark and the Funchburn said the vibrations were good. Yeah, the vibrations sometimes <laughs> are good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically, you know, it. it Bolts, you know, it's not direct. It's it's right. connected by rubber. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of me punching you like this, like I'll punch you like this. <laughs> All right. Like it's smooth. And instead of like grabbing your arm, giving you like a big old twist, I'll give you a twist like that. All right. A little, a little I'm, I'm feeling that. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, dampen those vibrations, man. The vibrations aren't always good. So motor, you know, motors back in Tuesday, and then start, you know putting other things yeah, back assembly, in. Assembly, assembly, assembly. Yeah, it's, everything was, you know, trash, so it's all new, you know, yeah. radiator, radiator support. Like valve cover forward, everything has to go. Yeah. Uh, hood. Right. Uh, luckily, you know, the, it's a wrap, so I didn't have to worry about getting it painted, so I yeah, just it wrapped is. it. Uh, junkyard hood. It's looking pretty and, good, uh, too. But my biggest reason for getting it done for that 
following weekend was a cousin of mine, uh, Steve, who used to race spec iron, had kind of quit racing, and right. uh, we had been talking about getting him to the track. So I said, hey, come drive my car. So we had the seven-hour track event at uh, Gingerman last weekend. Yeah. And so he had seen, he doesn't, he's not on Facebook, but his sons are, and says, hey, you know, it looks like Bill's car's wrecked. And so we're talking, and like, he's like, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. And I said, nope, you're not getting out of it that easy. I said, I don't care, but this car is going to be done. I may be dead, but this car will be ready. <laughs> so that was kind of my really standard pre-event language. <laughs> I might right. be dead. <laughs> but so by, we're going to get that. By however I was going to do it, that car was going to be running for that event. Why do we always go straight to like hell or high water? Like, why is this yeah. how we are? We're so busted people, I've man. talked about it like a hundred times, but uh, James Morgan posted a meme on his right. Facebook feed <laughs> the other day. And it was, it was just like this silly thing. And it was a, a cartoon and it was uh, a man and woman that said, my parents went in their twenties and it said something like we should buy a car or a house or something. Right. And he said me in my twenties. And it's this, haggard person with like raccoon eyes and just like a scraggly beard and hair mm-hmm. and it was like I need to rebuild this motor by tomorrow so I can go to work <laughs> yeah that is the car lifestyle yeah so I mean that was kind of my really you know goal and and granted I would have gotten it done because I you know I didn't want to miss another event yeah uh, one's so. enough for you man it's time to go Get that thing back together, dude. So, yeah, I whipped yeah. it back together and got it over to Ben's shop at Ultimate Raceworks, and they got an alignment and corner bounce, and he surprisingly said, hey, this thing wasn't very far off from where it was before. Which so you, yeah, so you, you didn't do much to it. You just had to fix a few things, and here we go. Yeah, I mean, it I literally that. has the same fenders on it still. Yeah. Which, that blew me away. Like, the pictures looked like you took the whole front end of the thing. Yeah. Well... They're, they're tough cars, man. They are tough. Uh, yeah, it's a great car. and uh, It does seem like a great choice uh, to... like if you, if, Turn laps. Yeah, if you're going to like build a competitive thing for a bunch of stuff. like It's got a... Those cars have good bones to like yeah. just run at all kinds of places. kind of love that. Great so. platform. You know, lots of different things you run in. Of course, you know, GLTC. Of course, you know, spec car for spec E46. Right. Do they have you a can, GTS class for those or no? You can run. Uh, I did run a couple times in GTS two, right? Uh, for sure, and and also Super Touring five, right? Uh, I think those run in NAS or in SCCA T three as well. One of the touring classes, okay? Uh, in Spec Spec E forty six trim, I think you can put Hoosiers on them. That's about the only change, right? But, yeah, I think you're right. Um, you get a lot of like it's a really cool car. You can run them in SCCA STU. Uh, obviously, a bunch of our time trial stuff. Like it's them anywhere you want they're really good cars yeah so, great cars um i think it's cool that uh like that that it's it's a good platform for you to choose i mean flexibility uh ease of maintenance and like just a yeah it's pretty stout, robust i mean literally like you know stout car my my preference is i'd rather spend 20 hours at home wrenching on the car and zero right. you know minutes at the track all i want to do basically is check the oil put gas in it and drive it Right. Uh, so, you know, a well-prepped car, I mean, it just runs. Right. Yep. Uh, I think I've talked about it on the show before as well. Brandon Randbeck has the E36 with an S54 from an E46 M3. Yeah. Runs it in street class time attack. He runs in street class time attack, yeah. and that guy turns laps. Yeah. And uh, Solid little OEM engine. 
Yeah. And it just it yeah. runs, and it's so fast. Sounds good. Looks good. Sounds good. Real fast. And so, like, for him, I think it, it fills a gap in that when he was driving the Evo, he didn't get the opportunity to get a lot of practice. Right. right. He had a track mod Evo with, like, a sequential and, like, 700 horsepower. Right. It's, it's so a really, really fast the, car. That's not but the it's, machine for lap times, though. If, I mean, lap times, but not lap well, like, time but No, but time. it's weird because how do you improve your lap times if you don't get any practice? Right. Yeah, you get three laps. And so, cool. like, I, I think that was Andy's benefit of the trainer was, like, you just got a lot yeah. of time to drive so yeah. that sure. when it was time to compete, you were ready to compete. Right. Yeah. Seat time is still, it's to me, it's king. Like, it's just, if you're not out there having fun, like, it doesn't matter how fast your car is. Right. You gotta well, no one's going to get rich doing this, so if you're not having fun, you, you got to drive it. Working on a car sucks, man. Especially working yeah, I'd on much cars rather, on the track. Yeah, I'd much rather drive than, yeah, than work on it, it, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. got to be able to drive it. But yeah, On yeah. that, yeah, man. Uh, thanks do, to the patrons. Yeah, Thank you to FC Bureau where, and Apex Pro. Where do people talk, uh, talk to Bill Griffin? Where do they find you, man? Yeah, so uh, definitely Facebook. You know, I'm on Facebook quite a bit. Uh, also, Instagram at BillGriffin59. Um, that's probably the two major places. Or just come talk to me at the track. You know, yeah. I'm at the track a lot. So whether it be a Grid Life event, uh, I think I'm making all the rest of the Grid Life events. All of them? All of them. Damn. So. Man, I won't even be at all of them. Yeah, he was, I got nobody like you, Bill, man. I got I know. nobody like you. Uh, you know, you're just so much fun to be around. So maybe not right now. My eyeballs aren't even working, but <laughs> it uh, it comes with the yeah, territory. So, uh, There's been a lot of thought in my eyes today, <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh, despair, and sure, uh, uh, I'm pretty tired. So a lot of stress, <laughs> a little bit of stress. But uh, uh, tomorrow will be a better day. I hope so. It's time for bed, guys. We freaking earned it, man. I hope tomorrow's right. a good day. Um, I, I love racing with you. I've had some good times next to you on the track, and I hope, yeah. we, I hope we have lots more of them, man. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. it, you and your giant car, me and my tiny one. It's just a journey, so. Well, it, it, uh, life is the sum of our experiences, and I've enjoyed my experiences with Bill Griffin. So. Same here. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Gridlife to say hello. Hello.